And I would definitely say, obviously, after you, you know, a patient gets certified by a physician who finds a diagnosis, when you go to a dispensary, mm. is to talk to their pharmacist about the issues you're facing, the proper dosage, what's going to work for you. Yeah, especially first time, I always encourage, you know, call to the dispensary ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Usually it's pretty easy schedule uh, a sit down with the pharmacist. Um, uh, on some subsequent visits, most people, like, if they're doing well, they won't see the pharmacist. Right. But um, you can at any time ask to see the pharmacist or set up a, a, an appointment, especially if any of your own, like, prescription medications have changed. So that's always important, too. Like, we don't talk too much about, you know, interactions. And, mm -hmm. and luckily, o overall, it's pretty, you know, safe in that regard with regards to interactions to meds. But that's always important, too. Um, uh, to let the pharmacist there as well as whoever's prescribing the actual, like the more traditional meds to, to say, hey, listen, I'm on cannabis as well. Or Hey, friends. Hey, friends. It's the Ryan Leckie Show. What's going on, peeps? Oh, yeah, we're back. And today, diving in some great news you can use content regarding something that is sort of all the buzz in Pennsylvania and really around the country. It's about medical marijuana, but who do you talk to if you feel like it could benefit you? How do you go about getting it? Say, if you live in the state of Pennsylvania, and really, what are the benefits, the downfalls, the negatives, all that stuff? So who better to help us out? Somebody I've known for like a decade from Northeast Rehab, based in Scranton, Wilkesbury, Bethlehem, and Carbondale. That's almost true. near your hometown. That's right. Oh yeah, the one and only Dr. Chris Connor in the house. How you doing? Good to see you. All right, so Dr. Connor, we want to dive into it. First, you are a physiatrist by yes. trade. And I really enunciate that because a lot of people go, he's a psychologist, I need a therapist. <laughs> or he's a psychiatrist, I'm like, no. First of all, before we dive into this whole medical marijuana thing, right? Because you've yeah. done a lot of research on this. You've been on a lot of uh, shows and sort of been like a go-to expert for a lot of people, media outlets in northeastern Pennsylvania. What is a physiatrist? So physiatrist, think of them as like non-operative specialists for your musculoskeletal complaints. So a lot of people in this area have always gone to orthopedists, like surgeons, mm -hmm. for everything and majority of things don't require surgery and then surgeons will refer to other places uh physiatrists handle kind of all of those things almost like a primary care doc for your aches and pains and things like that and then we specialize in you know spine related interventions and and you know sport related issues right. regenerative medicine things like that and that is physiatry i have to say that because all the time i'm like hey i'm gonna go see my physiatrist friends and they're like the psychologist so at least we got that's that true covered. yeah yeah, yeah. a right. little different than physical therapist but you know what's amazing we're gonna unpack a little bit more so you're with the organization northeast rehab i actually got to know the crew at northeast rehab 17 years ago in my television career and then you and i got to know each other through stories probably over the past 10 years and just in general, in full disclosure, Northeast Rehab is a client of Ryan Lecky Media, and we do some mm -hmm. cool internal marketing videos for you guys and social media. Really had nothing to do with a podcast, but I thought you as an expert who's been on a, a lot of panels and discussions regarding medical marijuana use in the state of Pennsylvania, and somebody who really specializes in pain management, I said, who better to help out on the show? So we should stress as well, not every physician really can help people maybe explore medical marijuana or getting that. So how, what, I guess, what doctors do what it's true uh 
I mean, any physician in the state can do it. Um, there's training that the, the Department of Health mm -hmm. from our state puts out. And if you choose to kind of enroll in that, you become a licensed or, or listed um, uh, physician who can attest for cannabis. So there's, I don't even know how many out there now, but it ranges. I mean, you know, physiatrists, psychiatrists, there's pediatricians that do it, family docs, you know, surgeons. Okay. And you're so. one of many who got approved by the Pennsylvania Department of Health for sure. this. We say one of many, but your main specialty, we should say, is physiatry and helping people with alternative and different types of treatment. I mean, stem cell procedures you've done. I mean, we got injections. I've seen you for like a bum shoulder before I had my surgery. I'm like, yeah. I went to you a number of times, you and Dr. Kelly Williams at your office, phenomenal people, just to kind of hold off on a surgery. And that's kind sure. of your wheelhouse, really. So if people are going down the route where you may need to have like something surgery fix you mm -hmm. try to kind of hold help people kind of like pause yeah. that if they can yeah I mean there there's times where uh, our role is kind of before surgery to make you know the timing of surgery more the patient's choice versus trying to avoid surgery or after surgery if they're still having issues. So let's dive right into it. For somebody in the state of Pennsylvania, and I'm sure other states maybe where medical marijuana use is legal and recreational marijuana is not, there's a whole process you gotta go through. So let's just unpack in the Commonwealth. If somebody's like interested because maybe they, they're going through cancer treatment and chemotherapy. I've known a number of chemotherapy patients who have struggled to get their appetite right after yeah. treatment. And this is something they turn to as an alternative to help with pain, but also to get their appetite back. How do people even go about the process in the state to be legal and do it by the book for medical marijuana use? Yeah, it's actually pretty easy in the state. Um, for As a patient, uh, you would go to the uh, Department of Health website and they have kind of a step-by-step -step process where you register, which is pretty much just confirming your identity, listing address, and everything that's on your state ID card. And then 99% of the time works without a, a hitch where they identify you, um, match everything, and then they'll give you like a registration number. Once you have that registration number, that's when you would contact a physician. Uh, and that's where they can actually kind of complete their part of the, the paperwork. Um, and then it goes back to the patient to finalize any payments to the state. Um, to actually get the card mailed to them. I'm sure you get this question a lot, like a lot of other people who've done a lot of work around this or research. Will my insurance cover it? Like, is this something I can be like, all right, I'm going to bill this to my insurance and just fill up on the medical marijuana? It'd be nice, but no. It's not covered? No. All cash, and I mean, I don't think it'll ever be covered. So um, it's, it's out of pocket. Where do you think things are headed? I mean, what, what did it mean, I guess, in the medical field, right, when this was approved by the state for medical use. Like, what did that do for patients? I mean, you treat and help a lot of patients with a lot mm -hmm. of pain. And again, we want to stress it's not just always medical marijuana. The, the biggest thing is you're doing alternative treatments. But what do you think yeah. that did for people who are yeah. really struggling? I think in our, our pain patients specifically, because again, that's who we try to focus on. Um, uh, and that's kind of our wheelhouse. It really kind of gave another tool or put another tool in our toolbox to kind of manage pain. So whether, you know, if movement's not working, if uh, procedures and therapy and acupuncture or, you know, everything uh, uh, else that could be done, if that's not working and the more traditional medications might not be working, 
cannabis as, as an alternative. And, and probably the, the, the best thing was it kind of gave another option uh, to opioids for some patients in chronic pain. And I think the most important thing for people who have loved ones, maybe they're struggling um, with, you know, going through cancer treatment, right? I, I have a coworker, right, whose, whose mother was going through cancer treatment. And there's a way as well that caregivers can ultimately be the person to pick up the medical marijuana to make sure the patient's getting what they need. Like in the state of PA, right, where as a caregiver, you can pick up those supplies like you would a regular prescription for the person who needs it. Yeah. So uh, caregivers still have to register through the state. They don't um, need any anything from the physician side. Um, caregivers do have to get fingerprinted uh, for the state, I believe. That's still uh, a, a step there. But once they're registered, yeah, they can go to the dispensary on behalf of, of the, the person. I believe they could technically be a caregiver up to, like, for five people. Um, so it could be multiple. But... Um, uh, yeah, and then they can go pick it up and then bring it uh, to the patient so the patient doesn't have to physically be there. And I think the important thing why we wanted to dive into this, right? Like marijuana has been around just for like eons, it seems, but like medical marijuana use, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, is not that old and it's gaining popularity. popularity. But who are the people who might benefit? Are there certain patients who might do better on that type of treatment versus another form? Well, again, I go back to kind of my kind of wheelhouse with chronic pain. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think in the state of Pennsylvania, that's probably w one of the, uh, you know, most common reasons uh, it's it's used. I'd say in the state, um, and it's probably similar in other states, the, the, the other most common thing is anxiety. Yeah, you said the word certify. So I think the biggest thing we want people to take away from this, doctors in Pennsylvania do not prescribe yeah. medical marijuana. They certify somebody if they can identify a condition they have to be treated with it, right? Yeah, and I think all that goes back to kind of the, the weird kind of blurred lines with federal laws versus state laws. So. And there's, a, yeah, and that's the interesting thing, because if you get on, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, then you have to worry, like, if you're traveling across state lines, if it's legal here, if it's not, and, and all of that stuff. Where do you think, by the way, with all of this, you know, talk of cannabis, right? And you see all of these dispensaries opening all the time. I mean, in, in our area of Pennsylvania alone, where you and I travel, they're like popping up everywhere. Where do you think the industry is heading? And, and what do some of your medical experts or people you discuss in the field, like, did they want to see it? all just legalize it where it's going obviously i would assume it's going to be legalized at some point mm -hmm. in the state um uh, and you know that's a whole other conversation um and then you could talk about whether you know decriminalization but um from the medical side of things i think i would like to see and i think most would like to see more research being done mm -hmm. you know even though it's relatively new uh in the state only the last uh, few years i, I feel like there could be more research that's being done on this. So it, it still kind of is a little bit of uh, trial and error, which, which is unfortunate. Right, and I know everyone is affected differently by medical marijuana. So let's unpack that a little bit, if you can. Like what, because we don't want to just say like, yeah, yeah, everybody go out and get this, like anything, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the things that you address with your patients of, of things to look out for. Yeah, I mean, especially just from the anxiety standpoint, I mean, uh, the studies I'm aware of, it, it's hard to predict who mm -hmm. might have kind of actually like the adverse effect where um, people may feel more anxious regarding cannabis. Um, but we do know like specific strains might 
place patients at a higher risk for maybe feeling some of those effects, right? So like mm -hmm. the sativa um, uh, plant um, and you know, most of them are like hybrids, so they're mixtures of sativa and indica, which are like the two right, big right. kind of cannabis uh, plants. To say to uh, a lot of the dispensaries in, you know, at least northeastern Pennsylvania, they had like a legit pharmacist working mm -hmm. there, yep. and she was very knowledgeable. And I think what is really interesting with medical marijuana and PA, it's very measurable and mm -hmm. it's very dosable, right? I want to say it's not like you walk out of there with like bags of weed, so to speak, right? I would hope not. No, no. And talking about like we, we said sometimes if whether you're taking too much or not enough or maybe it just doesn't sit well with your body, it could exacerbate your symptoms like anxiety sometimes. It can. The largest kind of population that's kind of rising in cannabis use is, you know, patients or kids actually, like this is non-medical, but like mm -hmm. 14 to like 25. And, and that's a kind of vulnerable kind of age because brains are still developing and, and chronic use of cannabis can actually exacerbate, you know, some mental health issues, especially in people who are more vulnerable to it, you know, if they have strong family histories of that themselves. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, even though we always talk about the advantages of cannabis, I think it's important to note that it's not for everybody. Um, like any medication out there either, like prescriptions. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because what I did really like by, you know, working with these stores or just other, other stores in the area that sells CBD oil, mm -hmm. you know, you get that, I don't want to say ch chilled effect. It sort of takes the anxiety away and anxiety away in a natural uh, process but removes the THC. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the CBD has like the non kind of psychoactive effects. So, you know, it's a little, you know, a lot of people like that because you don't have to worry about any potential adverse side effects like that. So yeah, that was something, you know, just through the process, learning what's going to work best for me. And for me, it was CBD without the THC and yeah. just a few drops under my tongue, like every 12 hours. And I just felt like, okay, I'm rocking and rolling and I'm transparent with that because I think now, especially after the pandemic, right, there's such a focus as there should be mm -hmm. on mental health and making sure people have the resources and um, the products out there really to help them kind of get through that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another kind of, I mean, there's hundreds of compounds in cannabis, but like yeah. terpenes are a big one too. So what is that? Like those are like, um, uh, they're kind of what gives the cannabis its, its scent or, you okay. know, uh, um, so these are kind of other active ingredients. Now they're not just in kind of cannabis, they're in like fruits and things like that. Cannabis, there's hundreds of options, maybe thousands. So it takes some time to figure out, but then what a lot of people who find it beneficial will start to notice is like within the products, whether it's an indica or sativa or hybrid, okay, w these couple terpenes work better for me, right? So there's mm -hmm. terpenes that are uh, known to be better for anxiety. There's terpenes that are known to be better for inflammation, pain, you know, depression, things like that, gut health. So, right. And I would definitely say, obviously, after you, you know, a patient gets certified by a physician who finds a diagnosis, when you go to a dispensary mm. is to talk to their pharmacist about the issues you're facing, the proper dosage, what's going to work for you. Yeah. Especially first time I always encourage, you know, call to the dispensary ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Usually it's pretty easy schedule uh, a sit down with the pharmacist, um, uh, on some subsequent visits, most people like if they're doing well, they won't see the pharmacist, right. but, um, you can at any time ask to see the pharmacist or set up a, a, an appointment, especially if any of your own like prescription medications have changed. So that's always important too. Like we don't talk too much about, you know, interactions and, mm -hmm. and luckily o overall, it's pretty 
you know, safe in that regard with regards to interactions to meds, but that's always important too, um, uh, to let the pharmacist there as well as whoever's prescribing the actual, like the more traditional meds to, to say, hey, listen, I'm on cannabis as well. Or And is it true in the state of Pennsylvania, if you have a medical marijuana on file, medical marijuana card on file with the state, you cannot own a firearm? That's, that's, a, that's a tricky question. Yeah, I mean, uh, would say that um, because I, bu- I believe, well, the concealed carry permit is the tricky one, I think, because they ask about any drugs, I believe. I don't have a concealed carry, but right. so I know some patients. You're not have, packing right now? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no comment. Uh, I know some patients yeah. have opted to uh, avoid um, going that route because of right. that. So I think the bottom line is that I would encourage people is the best place to find research on this and the rules and regulations in the state of Pennsylvania. Is it the health department's website with the yeah. state of PA? Yeah, because every, every state is different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got to go by the state you're in. All right. Let's talk, though, just because I think what's really interesting is what you do day in and day out for pain management and treatments. And you are, like, always on, like, the cutting edge with what's going to help people feel better, right, with different types of treatments, whether it's a shoulder pain from, like, lifting or maybe, like, I don't know, you th- throw your knee out of whack, mowing the lawn or something. What's some of the cutting edge stuff you're doing at Northeast Rehab? Because you guys are always so innovative. And I think even when I tell people, like, right, the acupuncture therapy you do in Northeastern Pennsylvania, you also have offices, as I mentioned, Carbondale, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Bethlehem, right? Um, I mean, you guys offer, like, obviously, yep, physical therapy, you have a physiatrist on staff, but acupuncture, there's so many innovative treatments that I think you guys are offering that some people are like, oh, I thought I can only get that on the West Coast. Yeah, no, and and the nice thing with acupuncture, finally, uh, Medicare is actually, for low back pain, just for Medicare patients, unfortunately, but they cover it now. No so, way. Yeah, yeah, so you get, um, I forget if it's 10 visits or, but um, they will cover it for low back pain now, which is nice to, you know, to offer some alternative options because they were always, you know, cash-based. Yeah, and so, I've had that so done, and literally you don't eat, your people are such rock stars, the acupuncturists, you don't even feel the needles going in, those teeny tiny needles, but I think it's innovative, and I think finally, I mean, like 15, 20 years ago, right, people would be like, oh, that's hooey, don't do that, but when you yeah. meet the patients who are benefiting, yeah. it's like, I mean, come on, let's go. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's there's always, there's a role for that in, in specific patients. So I think it's always great to have that as an option. Um, you know, some of the other kind of more cutting edge things everybody hears about, like regenerative medicine. Yeah, so, tell me about that. I mean, uh, under the umbrella term of regenerative medicine, you know, we typically think of stem cell and PRP. Um, mm-hmm. So Platelet plasma rich replacement therapy. <laughs> I should describe it because I've done so many stories on this. Tell me if I have this right. Okay. So Because I've had it done for hair loss, not by you guys, I but sh- by somebody else. I probably should have done that a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I think you rock now, it. I think. I've only known you in this look, and I think you rock it. Yeah. But I think so PRP, by the way, they you know, draw some blood out of somebody, they spin it down the platelets and they re-inject those platelets into, you know, an injured area or, Mm -hmm. you know, to create like more healing properties. I always describe it as kind of like your Wolverine from X-Men, right? When like they, like he always just heals himself and it's sort of like your own body's mechanism of like super healing, which is really cool. And for me, like I'm going through a process now just to like work on that bald spot in the back of my head to see if I can regrow it. And it's working. Stay tuned for the update. Um, But I know my partner, Matt, has 
been to you guys, gosh, probably 10 years ago. He had a small tear in his rotator cuff from working mm-hmm. out. There was no way they could have surgery on it. It was that minor. Literally, mm-hmm. he saw one of your other physiatrists, Kelly Williams, at the practice, had this, had to just kind of dial back his workouts for a few weeks, got another, like, updated scan or whatever, and it, it like, worked, and his arm never felt better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's regenerative medicine. Yeah. I mean, uh, and the body has the power to heal itself. You, you know, uh, patients obviously have to be healthy to Mm -hmm. take their own kind of, you know, blood, spin it down and put things back in their body. And it's Um, not that much. It's like a teeny amount. Like they would draw it. Like, I don't know your routine lab work. Yeah. I mean, it's a little more than that, but you spin it down and you know, it's, it's all done within. Maybe I was talking when they were spinning it down. I was like, that wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's only, I mean, it takes 20 to 30 minutes probably total. Um, done in the office typically. Yeah. Um, really good for tendon issues. Um, uh, good for uh, joint issues that are more like mild to moderate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the area, uh, a lot of our elderly, a lot of severe arthritis around. It's not as good for something like that. But if you catch it early okay. enough, um, there definitely could be a role. Um, what about stem cell procedures? Yeah, so we do um, similar type uh, uh, uses. Um, I would say usually tendons, we probably lean more towards like the PRP. There's really good evidence there. So stem cell, we typically will take from uh, your bone marrow. Um, it's almost like a bone marrow biopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then typically most of those we're doing more for like spine issues. So like some of our younger patients with like uh, disc mediated pain or pain from joints that they want to kind of avoid surgery. Um, some of those things we'll, we'll do. So we take that, uh, and then under usually live x-ray, we're, we're putting the medicine or the, the, your own stem cells right. back into specific areas. And look, we could do like hours of just regenerative medicine and talk about like the options out there and how you treat back pain versus shoulder pain and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But I wanted to have you on, as I said, cause I feel like you're, you're kind of, I always describe my, myself as like the Swiss army knife of like marketing agencies. I feel like you're like the Swiss army knife of physiatrists. You do so many different things, but you've helped so many people. I like that. And That's good. yeah, you can oh, use that okay, by the way. Sense. Maybe we'll put that on your lab coat. I get that. Dr. Chris back. Connor. Yeah. 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 So the last question I think for you though, ultimately like your message to somebody. So say if they, whether it was anxiety like I dealt with when I started my company just like where you're like oh my gosh um or other ailments like as far as medical marijuana like talk to your physician about it your PCP if you feel like maybe you don't want to go the route of a prescription medicine because some people now are looking at would you call medical marijuana more of a holistic approach would it fall under that category Uh, I personally think it does um uh, I would definitely uh, uh I encourage my patients have an open conversation with with your doctors. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know there's some kind of systems and, and, and physicians in the area maybe that, you know, don't believe in it and that's fine or don't want to have anything to do with it. But I still tell my patients, treat it just like any other medicine, be open to any provider you see, tell them, you know, you're using it. This is why you use it, how you use it. So we try to standardize it. Like anytime I see my patient, okay, what are you using? You know, dose strength, how often do you use it? What route do you use it? So we could try to keep it as as standardized as possible. And here's the thing I think is going to happen. Maybe hopefully somebody or multiple people out of this podcast, whether they're watching or listening to it, be like, man, I got this nagging issue. And even if they're not interested in medical marijuana, right? But they're like, as I said, you are the physiatrist, the Swiss Army knife of physiatry. I like to describe you you as how do people get in touch with you guys? Uh, So our Northeast Rehab, I mean, again, like you said, our... You can Google Northeast Rehab. Yeah, we have a website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and connect with Dr. Chris Connor. I think you could schedule through online. Uh, uh, 
call or the call. office. Yeah, yeah. that's the all easiest the traditional way. ways. Yeah, and don't forget check them out on social media, Northeast Rehab. I mean, look, we I said full disclosure, we handle some of your so, some of your social media content, so we do that. If there's but, any issues, it's probably yeah. If there's any typos, hit me up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I was gonna say truthfully though, because I've known you for so long, and I'm I know anytime like you know because when I'm at the gym right and I'm squatting and I feel like my patellar tendons like oh my god, I'm like calling this guy and I'm like I have a question. He's like here we go again. Um, Never. But that's it. Anything you want to add, by the way, I didn't ask you just in general about medical marijuana, any big takeaways or about physiatry, regenerative medicine, if I can get that out. I think it's so important. I feel like the East Coast is finally, I mean, this area, Northeast Rehab was cutting edge with physiatry. Shout out to Dr. Genaleza. Genaleza, Dr. G. 31, 32 years ago 32 years ago. People were not, they're like, physiatry, what's that? Northeast Rehab is still blazing the trails for physiatry in this area. But I think it's finally like, this was always like, oh, that's the West Coast stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But you guys have been doing this for three decades, which is so cool here on the East Coast, in and around the Scranton, Pennsylvania area, right? Lehigh Valley, Wilkes-Barre, Carbondale. I think it's just amazing we have a large group and and you know and when you look at kind of our size and compare to others in the country Mm -hmm. i mean you know we're actually one of the larger kind of physiatry groups and we have more physiatrists than some kind of large hospital systems around and it's always booming in there i walk in it's like one patient it's just like it's busy it is i mean I think the last thing I want to end with, what is so cool about you, you're not somebody who came from some other state and moved to this area and stuff. You are born and raised in northeastern Pennsylvania, and you are helping people improve their lives, like literally in your backyard. Where did you grow up? Uh, Four City. And then uh, uh, what did I do? High school was the, the former Sacred Heart. That, that hurt. They just tore that down okay. recently. By the way, speaking of Forest City, Pennsylvania, yeah. isn't that where the Beacon is located? Isn't there like a bar? Beacon's very close. Have Did you, you been go there? there a lot as a kid? Not a lot. Not as a kid, but as like, I don't yeah. know. Yes, so 21, 21 and over. Yes, yeah. I only asked that because I had friends who grew up in Forest City. Okay. And, you know, they had like their rehearsal dinner at the Beacon and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I just know it, right? So I remember even back in the day when we were friends, um, you know, we were like before they got married and stuff. Like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to the Beacon. And Forest City's great. Like, I love to go to Forest City. Beautiful lakes in that area and everything else. The one mile of hospitality. You know, <laughs> a sign as and you drive some parts in. of Forest City, though, do, we, do they all have self-service yet? Anytime in my last chapter. Uh, it's I was getting like, better. It is. It's getting better. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like if you ever ghost me, you could be like, um, sorry, I was in Forest No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, no that shout could out happen. to Forest City. I just know my experience. I would drive through parts of there, and I'm like, where's the self-service? It's getting better. All right. It's but I've, but I, I was bringing that up because I think you are like a hometown guy who's done such amazing work, like for your own career, the education you got. And then it's like you just never stop, right? So physiatry, regenerative medicine, then helping, um, you know, to certify people with medical marijuana reuse, right? Mm-hmm. People, you're just really trying to make people feel better in all sorts of ways. But I think what is so cool is just the technology used day in and day out to do that, where people can come to you and they thought maybe I got to go into surgery. And you're like, give me one sec. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, th- I think the 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 nicest thing that I think that we can provide is you really don't have to go out of the area for a lot of yeah. these types of things. I mean, you know, uh, Philly, you know, New York—they're not really offering 
many different options. Yeah, and so. I think the thing I want to stress to shout out to the other physiatrists you work with because I met all of them. Yes. You're not the only Swiss Army knife of physiatrists. No, 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 no. We've got a, a great <laughs> you have, team. You there's, have an there's incredible a lot of, team. Yeah, a, you really do. A lot do. of uh, physicians there that um, I don't want to get yelled at for picking favorites. No, no, no. Because there's but, other ones out there. I re- yeah, that yes, I got to meet got, over the years. Uh, good group at all of those locations. And, so. and I think it's so cool. I mean, back. I mean, just to think back in the day, 30 years, somebody like Dr. Jenna right, who had who had this vision, the the mm-hmm. experience, the education to kind of blaze that trail in our area. And, you know, you guys are still doing it and still rocking it and you're cutting edge. And I agree with you. I think the practice is a lot bigger than a lot of ones, even on the West Coast. Yeah. And I think whether people are looking for, for help with regenerative medicine or for you, like your questions about the medical marijuana, mm-hmm. um, connect with your PCP, but also connect with you because you just never know what's available out there to help people kind of live their best life and feel good and, and get rid of some of that nagging pain that's holding them back. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, we have a couple uh, docs in our practice that uh, also do cannabis, like medical cannabis, um, if appropriate. So, yeah. All right. So don't forget, if you want to connect with the one and only Dr. Chris Connor, Forest City native. It's true. (laughs) Google Northeast Rehab. You'll find Dr. Chris Connor and the whole team. They're amazing. That's right. All right. Thanks for me. I know you had a really long day making people feel better today, improving their lives. So thank you for coming here after a long day of procedures. And thanks a lot. All right. See you guys.